Welcome, folks, to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger. My co-host is not here. He is in Israel for the next 10 days. Pastor of Leversy is, he's gone. He flew the coop. He is um, uh, enjoying a trip that we can only dream of. But um, um, So he's going to have a good time in Israel. I'm glad it's his first trip there. I'm glad he gets to go. But you're still going to experience the only show in America where you will uh, see and experience the fusion of church and state. And we'll be talking about culture, history, current events from a biblical perspective. We've got a great show today. We're on Thursdays at 5, Saturdays at 3, podcast at Voice of Truth with Mike Azinger. Email mikeazinger1965 at gmail.com. And uh, October 5, we've got, uh, don't forget, Bill Federer. The great Christian historian is going to be joining us on the show, and uh, that, that will be a great show. You will not want to miss that one. We're going to give a couple of his books away, that uh, signed copies of his books, and uh, you can look him up, just uh, Federer, F-E-D-E-R-E-R. His most famous book, I think, is um, uh, his book on the on the signers, uh, or on the... Uh, Founding Fathers and their quotes, America's God and Country. That sold, it's probably sold a million copies by now. Uh, do you have a copy of that, Mark Dallard? I do. Yes, and Tim Dallard, do you have a, um, a copy of that? Actually, I do not Kindle? have one. Okay, No, I don't. So I'll have to get one, That's your assignment. <laughs> it's a great book, a great book, because it, it, it gives all the the Christian quotes of our founders. You, want, you, you think our founders were all atheists, secularists? No, they weren't, and Bill Federer's book, Proves it, but uh, so our pastor, uh, our uh, my sidekick, uh, Pastor Leversy, is in Israel. But we bring in the A team, Mark Daller and his son Tim. Tim produces our show anyway; he's here all the time. But uh, we're gonna have a great show today. Um, we're we're gonna be talking about various subjects. One of them is um, Karl Marx. We'll get to that probably in like the third segment. The reason we're talking about Karl Marx is because of the rise of wokeness in the military. This is the title of the Imprimus that I got if you, from a Hillsdale College. If you don't get Imprimus, sign up for it. It's free. It's a monthly newsletter. And um, uh, another Imprimus that Christopher Rufo, who is the expert on critical race theory, um, he, um, he is the one that gave a speech in March of 2021, or back in 2021, on Chris, on critical race theory, and it's spreading like wildfire. We're going to talk about its source. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Matthew seven eighteen, and Karl Marx was a devil. He was a devil, and his his philosophy cost probably about 140 million 
people their lives. Um, and that's just a statistic. You'll want to get into the bloody, ghoulish, awful stories of how all these people died. I can uh, recommend a few books like like uh, Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. I always sound uh, I always sound smart. I think when I quote that book, MRD, uh, and so when I say Solzhenitsyn, but uh, it is a, it is a it's a hard book to read because it just it, it goes on uh, takes you inside of the gulags, the prison camps in Russia under the under the communist uh, thugs that ruled that country and killed millions of millions of people in the name of Marxism, communism. All right, but. Uh, lots of stuff going on, man. Is the Lord coming back soon or what? I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking maybe one reason is uh, because because of what's going on in Israel. I don't know, Mark, if, if you've been following the the five red heifers that were just sent to Israel from Texas, raised in Texas, flown to Israel. I, I think what for the temple. The temple's not built, right? There is no new temple in Israel. No, but they are ready to go. Uh, uh, all everything is is uh, is ready for them to occupy a new temple. Uh, all the priestly garments have been prepared for some time now. All the uh, the instruments that they use for their their worship and uh, service is is already been prepared. The Temple Institute in in Jerusalem is uh, has all those. Uh, it is exciting news to uh, hear about the uh, red heifer. These stories come up every so often, but uh, the one that you know here's the most recent uh, about the uh, five red heifers that have been. Uh, uh, Flown to Israel has uh, really got uh, a lot of folks excited because uh, if you follow prophecy and you know a little bit about uh, about the uh, the significance of the uh, red heifer in the Old Testament, the book of uh, uh, Numbers, uh, chapter nineteen, speaks about the uh, uh, the red heifer and really what it's the importance of it is. Uh, they cannot have any blemishes, and they and uh, it has to be uh, a uh, totally red heifer and uh, ultimately this this heifer uh will be uh, killed it'll be slaughtered and it will be burned as a sacrifice and those ashes the ashes of the red heifer will be mixed with some different kinds of wood and things like that it's uh you can read about the, this whole concoction in in uh, uh, uh numbers chapter 19 and they actually take this water uh, from you know they mix it with water they take this and this is for the purification and the dedication of the priest that's going to occupy this mm. new temple wow. so that's the reason why it's so exciting to hear about it because as as Christians if if this is if this ter- turns out to be the actual red heifer that we we read about then it it only signals to us how close the Lord's coming may very well be. So the priest, and you've been to Israel three times, Tim. You've been there once. I've been once. once. Yeah. So I've never been there, but uh, uh, but I've been doing some reading on this just because of, of the fascination of it, watching for the Lord's return. The red heifer is inspected by the priest, and, and from what I've read, it can't have more than two hairs that aren't red. Yeah, it has and, to be very the, meticulous work. It can't have to... any kind of, of blemish at all right yeah 
and uh, and and that's the reason why it's exciting because, uh, like I said, it's it's we we hear stories about this every so often, but the very fact that they have five and that they are being inspected and all these things and all the signals from what we've recently heard, it 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 does point to the fact that these might actually be authentic and. Uh, uh, red heifers that kind of pass those inspections that they that they're you know they're looking at, and if this is true, then uh, the temple can't be far behind. Uh, in Israel right now, there's there's been stories for some time now about the uh, uh, that uh, well, where the temple is going to be. If you ever been up in on you know, the Temple Mount, it's exciting to be up there. Uh, that gold dome building. Which is the Islam? Yeah, uh, is uh, you know is occupying a spot, and there's been some speculation back and forth as to whether that building is still going to be there or the 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 new temple will be somewhere very near it. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to delve into that because there's two sides to that. Mm. Uh, but there have been reports that uh, it could be possibly kind of a prefab building put up within a matter of days or oh, weeks. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So we're not talking decades to build a brand new temple. This is something that <laughs> with the modern building techniques, it can just they can just put something up fast. Is that? Yes. Wow. Yes. So so uh, that's the reason why that's it's ex- a, it's exciting yes. that uh, this this news about the red heifer. So Pastor Leversey, when he's over there, maybe he can help him sacrifice one of these red heifers. <laughs> we can check on check on that. But he's over there right now. And uh, so I read this story about the red heifer. I texted to him. I said, "Hey, you're you're going to be over there in exciting times," and and uh, sure enough, he is. So Numbers 19 is where where the red heifer story is, according to Doctor Mark Daller. Uh, there's I, I saw a video on it. I saw uh, I follow this guy on Facebook, and I can't remember his name. I was just trying to hope it was in my feed, but. Uh, uh, this guy who's a, a prophecy guy that I follow on Facebook and somebody in Israel uh, was videoing these red heifers how they, they were just shipped in a wooden box all together and uh, they were they were just kind of uh, bringing him into what looked to be appeared to be a warehouse that you couldn't see much other than the red heifers and there was a priest there um, so it's 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 stunning stunning to watch plus um, visa mastercard and american express are going to be tagging your gun purchases and i think i think that cash is going to go by the wayside it's 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 we're we're fast moving towards a cashless uh, society also janet yellen is uh is uh recently spoke that she's open to the idea of a digital uh a digital dollar digital did some kind of a digital currency here so providence is moving in that direction and there's 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 nothing we can do about it if Providence is moving in that direction except for say, praise God, and we want to be ready. If you don't know the Lord, man, trust in him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You do not want to be uh, without Jesus Christ when uh, when the end comes. And uh, uh, these uh, these red heifers are, man, it's something, it's something to see. It may, it may not be 
It may not be. I mean, you know, how many times have we thought, okay, this is the end, 88 reasons why Jesus is coming in 1988. Do you remember that little booklet? And, and he was wrong, and he, so he uh, he reformulated or recalculated his formula and came out with a follow-up the next year, 89 reasons why <laughs> Jesus really? will come back in 1989. And after that, he kind of gave up. But, well, you got to give him credit. And I, know, uh, I know in particular somebody... Uh, somebody uh, who came to Christ, I think, basically, essentially, because of that little booklet. Yeah. You know, I think it, somebody. It was. Uh, I don't. I can't remember who it was. Maybe you do. But he was sincere. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't think he was trying to deceive anybody. I think he just thought Jesus is coming, and you can't blame. You can't blame these guys. You want to be careful about setting the dates. Jesus said, you know, nobody knows the day or the hour. Uh, but um, at, at the same time, he did say that. Uh, uh, you know there will be signs, and they'll be obvious. Well, yeah, he also he also said something about that he was he was his coming would be even at the doors, and I like to liken it to somebody who uh, you hear you hear somebody pull up in your driveway, and you look out the window to see who it is, hmm. and they're walking down the sidewalk, your sidewalk, and you know you're about to hear the knock on the door because somebody is at the door. Wow. So. You know, as we see those signs, that's you know we could liken that to Jesus is walking up the sidewalk and he's about to open, he's about to knock on the door. Yeah, well, and he, uh, you know, we we are to be ready. So, um, all right, so we are going to uh, bump out of this segment, and next segment, uh, Tim Dallar is uh, going to kind of lead us in a. Uh, article that he sent me this is this is uh this is tragic uh stuff this is i see from the blaze and it says commentary connecting the dots on marriage for senate republicans you're not going to believe you're not going to believe this one so i think tim i'll just when we come back i'll just read some of it Mm -hmm. and then we'll we'll yak about it uh and then then in the uh the following segment, we're going to talk about Karl Marx. Who is Karl Marx? Because Karl Marx um, has a bigger influence on America right now than George Washington, I would say. Yeah. Right? Karl Marx is influencing our young people in a way that is is just really frightening to watch. So we've got to reach our young people. We have to tell them the truth about Marxism and that its antidote is its antithesis, Christianity, Jesus Christ. Uh, Karl Marx is the antithesis, the polar opposite of Jesus Christ. Marxism is of the devil. It has no God, no forgiveness. That's what critical race theory says. Don't, don't ever forgive. That is of the devil. Uh, and as Bill Federer said, who's coming on October 5, he said, if you're taught by critical race theory, never forgive those that oppress you because you're the oppressed. Um, if you never forgive them, how do you get saved? Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. Right. So that's, you know, that's a, a powerful thing. We need to, we need, we need a, a uh, philosophy and a doctrine that says forgive, and that only comes from Jesus Christ. All right, so you're listening to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm uh, your host, Mike Azinger. Brian Leversey is in Israel as we 
just talked about. We're going to come back with this this uh, article on what's going on in the U.S. Senate in terms of marriage, and this is this is uh, an evil thing. But uh, we'll tell you about it when we get back, and stay tuned. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger. Our co-host, Pastor Brian Leversey, is overseas. He's in Israel. First time there. I've never been there. My co-host today, Mark Dowler, has been there three times. His son, who's sitting right across from me, Timothy Dowler, who's a producer on the show, has been there once. So I need to up my game here, guys. Mm-hmm. You know. So what's it cost? What do you say it costs, Mark? Uh, about four thousand. Four thousand dollars. So how much with inflation? I'll go in half with you. If you can give me two, I can, I can maybe corner Tim, get the other two from him. Yeah. Threaten him. Yeah, that's, sentiment. Yeah, that's a, not going to happen. Mean letter in the mail. <laughs> so, what'd you say, Tim? That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. I didn't think so. All right, so we um, are going to talk about this article that Tim Dowler found. This is the Blaze Media commentary connecting the dots on marriage for Senate Republicans by Bob Vander Plaats. Uh, buckle your seatbelts, folks. Someone should tell Senate Republicans you don't win the election dance by slapping the face of the date that brung you. The GOP enters the 2022 midterms courting conservatives, evangelicals, and wave in a wave of suburban parents angered over ideological and sexual agendas being pushed on their children in schools. By the way, there's a uh, LGBT show that's supposed to go on at uh, the Shriners building that uh, folks need to call over there and and just raise cane. Um, and, well, I haven't confirmed this, but I'll bring it on the next show. I'm checking on a uh, display of uh, vulgar books um, here in Wood County that uh, I'm going to go check today, take a picture of it, see if it's true, and I'll talk about it next week. Yet by flirting with voting for the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, Senate Republicans are risking divorcing their base on the eve of the big dance November 8, which of course is Election Day. How can Republican leadership not see this? It's time to connect the dots. So, instead of reading further, Tim, you kind of have a, a layout of, of what mm-hmm. the rest of the article says. So, why don't you uh, just educate us? So, this caught my attention a couple weeks ago. Um, something that's very important to my family is is the subject of adoption and this came across because this bill attacks Christian adoption agencies because this bill will it's taken away the government regulations on all marriages and um, it, it's also taken away it's also making it so that agencies have to acknowledge them whether it's whether it's churches adoption agencies everyone has to has has to acknowledge these 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 uh, marriages, whether it's same sex, polygamy, polyamorous, child marriages, or also close or also close or also close close relation marriages. So you you've adopted you and your yes. wife have adopted uh, mm-hmm. out of the fa- foster kids or were they? They were foster. 
Wow, that's mm-hmm. that's a great thing. So you you and your wife have adopted a couple of foster kids. Mm-hmm. Adoption is is important to you. Yes. And so this bill is saying that um, this bill let's let's get into um, the marriage thing of what what the bill says in terms. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through here and a few paragraphs. How much? Let's see. This is on down in the article I was reading, and how much angrier will they be with a GOP vote for the Respect of Marriage Act, which will effectively weaponize the federal government and its 87,000 new IRS agents. Well, that, well, that means we're all going to be hearing mm-hmm. from the IRS now. Yes. Against Bible-believing Christians, churches, and ministries who believe in one-man, one-woman marriage, which the Bible teaches, of course, that is why the Senate should vote no on the D on the disrespect for major, uh, disrespect for marriage act, while insisting the issue is best left to the states, not D.C. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor asked a pertinent question in the 2015 Obergefell hearings. That was the gay marriage decision that the Supreme Court tragically made. If we remove the perimeters, what will constitute a marriage? Yeah. Right. So if you get rid of one man, one woman, there is no place to stop because everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Because if we say that, well, gay marriage is okay, that's man's decision, uh, then man will say at some point, well, uh, uh, one man and two women or one man and a dog or one man and a uh, machine or whatever. There is there is. There is no parameters. If you leave the Bible's standards, God's standards for marriage, there is no parameter. Well, they're legalizing. If if this bill would if does pass, they would be actually legalizing things that they at one time uh, abhorred and and uh, criminalized, such as uh, the idea that an adult can marry a child. Mm-hmm. That you know, that's one of so the. So that's things. in the bill, Tim. Yes, adult an adult can marry a child. So that's there. That's there are no stipulations none. on marriage. Yeah. So it's 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 going to uh, legalize pedophilia, is yes. what you're saying. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, uh, uh, Mark. I didn't well, you know, I mean, obviously, this goes it, it, it goes against so many tenets of Christianity, you know, and. and morality that that we once uh held to such esteem in this country uh the very fact that uh you know, it goes against the biblical standards of marriage uh, you know i was at a uh, i was at a uh, a function last night a, a ministry function and this particular ministry was uh, kind of outlining their the things that they believe in and they've actually uh, uh, a few years ago kind of uh went back and uh rephrase some of their 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 tenets and and one of the things is that they believe in uh, the institution of marriage between one biological male with a biological female i mean they they just kind of uh change the language of it to 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 clarify their their statement and which goes along with exactly what the bible teaches yeah exactly um and in that, that's that's great to hear because I think that the reason that we have uh, one of the big reasons that we're out on this sea of of uh, just un- ungodliness in terms of our sexual mores is because a lot of pastors have have gone wimpy in the pulpit 
in in addressing this mm-hmm. issue and when you when you won't stand up if you stand up clearly and boldly on one man and one woman that's god's standard right that's what adam and from adam and eve and the bible says they were called adam those two got married adam and eve or they had uh, whatever kind of of coming together and the bible says they were called adam two becoming one that's the first mention in the bible and that that carries to now the old testament obviously there was there was uh, men that married david married i don't know how many women but the the standard is one man and one woman a man a man and woman leave their father and mother and become one flesh jesus said that's the standard when you go outside that standard there's no stopping it and here we have uh here we have the u.s senate uh you said tim that it's passed the house is that correct yes it yes it passed the house 267 to 157 it had 47 republican votes for yes yeah that's one of the other aspects of this is that it will punish churches that do not perform any of these marriages so um uh, which um churches can lose their tax exemption status through this wow. and so I'm, I'm sitting here and looking for, for yeah. the other article that you sent me on the same thing mm-hmm. this is from the blaze yes what was the other uh, the other article and i can't find it because it was it was even more descriptive i thought in terms of i sent you a couple i think one yeah, was from did, daily wire i believe daily wire yeah uh so the daily wire had uh, a, a good article on it too but mm-hmm. this is the, this is the type of the stuff that that you have to deal with in, in a culture that uh, has, you know, moved away from God. Look, look, we say it over and over, and it sounds simplistic, but that's what it is. That is that's what it is. We just have uh, uh, Christians have yeah. moved away from the Lord, and we've not taught the next generation. Uh, and uh, it's it's the young people, especially, that are being that are being. Uh, indoctrinated into this uh, sexual chaos of, of anything outside of uh, um, the man and the woman, mm-hmm. whether it be homosexuality or polyamory yeah. or the transgender movement, which is awful, what they're doing to these kids. Uh, it, it, it's awful. I saw a doctor, a female doctor, standing next to a girl after her operation, after she, this doctor had removed her her breasts and they were standing there together and the doctor had this big smile on her face like she had just done something wonderful for this girl and this poor little girl who's been who's been chopped up you know she'll she'll never be the same and most of these girls and boys that have these problems in their youth come around you know they 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 you know Girls are tomboys, and boys sometimes have confusion when they're young. And what we're doing is is just it's, it's just the depth of evil, and it's just hard to believe. Well, when you read Romans chapter one, it's it it is it is a scary path of a society, individuals and society that on as they go downward, mm. and it shows you you know the really the depths of evil and how. Uh, 
devastatingly and destructive it is to individuals and nations. There was an article I read about a transgender. Um, he, well, it was a, a boy who had cha- who had trans tra- transitioned into a female, and he wrote this article about his life afterwards, mm-hmm. and it was very graphic, but it's it's also very tragic because yeah. of the life he lives now and about how much regret he has. Yeah, and and like how much physical pain he. Yeah. He's I don't in. think I've seen that. I don't think he was a, a Christian. No, right? he just was saying, "Look, what did? Yeah. Look what you did to me. Yeah, look what you did to me. Whoever he's talking to, the doctors, but maybe his parents also, mm-hmm. who let this happen. These parents who are letting. And I understand there's confusion, but but uh, uh, man, get in church and, and learn scripture, folks. You don't let your you don't let your children be chopped up." Um, because they have some kind of sexual confusion when they're young. Get them to a pastor. Get them to a church. And, and that's where they can get help. But, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing. Uh, and then you, start having, then you start having laws being passed, like the one you're talking yeah. about going on in the uh, legislature in D.C. That uh, All right, Tim, thanks for bringing that to our attention. All right, next Next segment, we're going to talk about Karl Marx. Who was Karl Marx? Karl Marx is the fountainhead, uh, he and Engels, of Marxism. Marxism is responsible from, I think, from the book I'm reading now, I think closer to 140 million people. If you add up uh, Lenin, Stalin, Mao, which Mao, uh, uh, Mao uh, of course, he was in China, and uh, uh, just just stunning amount of people that were that were killed but we'll we'll uh, we'll kind of go down that list also uh but uh, we're going to talk about look look folks marx marx was probably a satanist he never came out and said it he wrote poetry he he was uh, he was as adamant about being known um as a poet as he was a a uh uh, a writer and a newspaper man, which where he got his writing skills and his his uh, his Marxism and his his Communist Manifesto book and so on, but he was intent on destroying. He was not. He did not write this to help people. He even says so. And we'll we'll get into. Uh, we'll let the lid there and get give you a peek into Marx, uh, Karl Marx, the devil. But uh, I looked up this verse this morning and came to my head, Reverend uh, Dallard. Matthew 7, 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. This is Jesus speaking. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So Marx is the corrupt tree. He's not bringing forth good fruit. He's not. He never did. He brings forth death and destruction, which was his intent. Which was what he wanted to do. Real quickly, he was uh, he's a, he was Jewish, descendants of Jewish rabbis and famous rabbis. He was very intelligent, and uh, his dad converted to uh, L- the Lutheranism. I think a, l- a lot of Jews did that because they were they wanted to hide their Jewishness because of persecution right. and so on. And that might be why uh, Marx's dad did that. But Marx, uh, I think. Did the same thing and left the guide of his, the guide of his youth, as Proverbs says, if he ever uh, 
uh, was a Christian. Um, I don't believe in losing your salvation. I think he never was, but he was probably de- demon possessed. We'll get <laughs> we'll get into that in the next segment. You're listening to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. We're having fun in the studio today, uh, not because uh, Brian Leversey is gone, my well, sidekick. Well, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> See, Tim, Tim's, uh, he signs your paycheck, so. This is true. So. Uh, I better edit this out. You might want to edit this out. He is in Israel, his first trip in Israel, and uh, so I'm jealous of him. But um, anyway, he'll be gone for 10 days. We're, we're recording on... Um, Today is Wednesday. Of course, we always we air on Thursday. If you're listening, it's Thursday or Saturday. And today is the 21st. Tomorrow, the 22nd, the first day of fall. My favorite season, October. Uh, heaven in heaven, it will be October. <laughs> I, 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 I am uh, sufficiently confident. What are you looking at? What was the funny look for Tim? Why would why would it not be October in heaven? Have you ever seen October? October is just Incredibly beautiful. What else? What else? What, what other month would it be? I don't know. I, w- I was just thinking that you're probably excited because you get to have your uh, your uh, your um, pumpkin spice coffee now. <laughs> For your information, I don't drink pumpkin. My wife does. Uh, she loves it. People she should go to the craft store today because tomorrow <laughs> they will be packed. <laughs> oh, so uh, so the the. Fall, all the seasons don't come on a certain day like July 4 does or Christmas does. It, it has to do with the equinox, the, the position of the earth uh, vis-a-vis the sun. It's fascinating how God created this world. And watch, and watch. So today is Wednesday. 90 degrees today is supposed to be. Tomorrow, the first day of fall, as if God has a calendar and pays attention to it, it's going to be 68 degrees. I'm impressed that you could pronounce the equinox. (laughs) Well, we had a car. We used to have a car called an equinox. For real. Um, Okay, so where are we? What are we talking about? We're going to talk about Karl Marx and uh, critical race theory. Because it's spreading everywhere, this is just, it's it's stunning to watch, and it's, it's, it's spreading in education. It's spreading in the government it's spreading in the military also so the reason that uh, so i'm reading i'm reading a book and we're going to do a book segment before we get out of here uh, uh mark deller and i are big readers and whenever mark's on i like to do a segment on the books we're reading now or the books that we've just read and mark brings in his uh comic book uh, collection <laughs> uh, so you read you read three books a month which means that's more than me, so that means I have to talk about you behind your back and say bad things because I can't have you uh, doing better than I do on reading. So I'm reading, uh, I'm reading a, a great book that, that I started a month or two ago, and I set it aside to read uh, another book that I brought with me, but this one's called The Devil and Karl Marx. This is by a guy named Paul Kangor, who's a professor at Grove City College, which is one of the most conservative colleges in the country, I think they're one of the two. The, those, them, and uh, Hillsdale are uh, uh, one of just several colleges and universities that don't take federal money. And uh, this Paul Kengor has a, a great 
uh, a, a great uh, resume. He's he's uh, and he's a good writer. I set it aside. I just kind of wasn't getting into it, and uh, so I started another book on history and wasn't getting into it. So I went back to this one, and man, now I'm into it. So. I thought so. I get Imprimus, which is from Hillsdale College, a monthly newsletter that folks you should get. Sign up for it. I M P R I M I S. It's out of Hillsdale College in Michigan. They send out a monthly a monthly newsletter. I've gotten this for probably twenty years, and I don't read them all like I used to, but I have been reading a few of them because they're nailing critical theory, critical race theory, and. Uh, uh, Christopher Rufo. Are you familiar with Christopher Rufo, Mark Dowler? I've read him. Okay, Tim, have you read Christopher? I've never read him okay, before. Okay, so he is he's the guy that um, went to Trump and said you need to get critical race theory out of out of the government. They're teaching it in the government and they're uh, uh, they're they're teaching it in the military also. So so uh, Christopher Rufo has critical race theory, what is it and how to fight it, and he explains what it is, and I won't go into all of, all of what he says because of time, but you can, you can find this online. You need to read it, folks. Folks need to understand what critical race theory is. It's Marxism with a fancy name in, in it. It's, it's Redux, Marxism Redux. These, these, uh, uh, so critical theory started when uh, the Frankfurt School, a bunch of a bunch of commies, Marxists from Frankfurt, Germany, out of the uh, Goethe University, G-O-E-T-H-E, anyone knows who he is, he's a famous atheist, so they were being persecuted, ironically, by Hitler, as I, as I remember it, so they fled Germany, and they came to America, guess who took them in? Columbia University. And that's where they that's where they uh, prospered, and they never they never took root much in America because America loves uh, capitalism, which is uh, biblically biblically based. But now that we're becoming so secular, critical race theory and critical theory, it's mama. Critical theory is kind of the the uh, uh, the the head the head theory, and then you have all these sub-theories like critical race theory and critical sex theory like LGBT and, and uh, uh, the, the climate and, and so on. But uh, this, this new Imprimus article, The Rise of Wokeness in the Military, Mark Dowler, uh, my son's in the military, he's in the Army now, and uh, it's, it, it, it is infiltrating West Point. All these schools, all these military schools, it's in, it's infiltrating uh, the army, and it's it's a uh, it's a scary thing. So, uh, Mark, won't you comment here? Then I'm gonna. Well, it's gonna... interesting that uh, not only the army but also the the navy has been uh, uh, is being strongly influenced by this uh, ungodly. Uh, philosophy of CRT. You know, it's interesting that, you know, the CRT that we know it as today actually started back or originated back in the 1970s as far as an American uh, uh, teaching. And it it really just, uh, the theory is, is that there is racism everywhere mm-hmm. and at all times. Yes. But you know, as I read my Bible, it it it's it's interesting that the Apostle Paul, in the book of Colossians chapter two, spoke about, warned about that about a philosophy, 
and empty deception according to human traditions. Well, I mean, you know, we, we have traditions in church, but there are also evil traditions. And Paul warned about having these these uh, uh, empty, deceptive traditions. And, and so now CRT is really bearing fruit. It's interesting that one of the champions of the CRT movement is an author, Ibram uh, 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 X. Kendi. He wrote a book a few years ago uh, called How to Be an Anti-Racist. And that very book is has been added to the Navy's list of recommended books to be read in the Navy. And uh, so they are being strongly influenced by this critical race theory. Kendi, yes, Kendi is, is one of the main dogs in, uh, in critical race theory. In, in critical race theory, like I said, it's a subgroup underneath critical theory. Critical theory started with these Marxists, in, uh, in in Frankfurt, Germany, they're of the Frankfurt School, and critical theory is just is what it says it is. It it started uh, out their purpose and their agenda and their intent was to criticize all the foundational principles of Western culture, and that's what they're doing. It's it's in the uh, it's in the arena of sexuality. It's in the military. It's in education, and they're undermining all the foundational principles of that made America great and Western civilization great, which is founded on uh, a, 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 the Bible. That's what made Western culture great. So, from this article by Thomas Spohr. Uh, the rise of wokeness in the military. So he's a he's a 36 year Army veteran, um, a very uh, uh, 82nd Ar- uh, Airborne, and so on. A d- distinguished, uh, impressive looking man here. He says wokeness in the military is being imposed by elected and appointed leaders in the White House, Congress, and the uh, the Pentagon who have little understanding of the purpose, character, traditions, and requirements of the institution. They're trying to change the push for it didn't begin in the last two years under the Biden administration, nor will it automatically end if uh, a non-woke administration is elected. So so um, uh, Biden wasn't the beginner of it. He's pushing it big time. Obama, I think, uh, was probably what, what really put it in fifth gear. So here... Uh, Thomas Spur, the uh, Spore, the author, says, let me give you some examples of what I mean by wokeness. So you mentioned the Navy, Mark Dowler, and, uh, and uh, Spur says this. In 2015, when the Secretary of the Navy, Ray Mabus, this is 2015, that was Obama, uh, rejected out of hand a Marine Corps study that said that gender-integrated combat formations did not move as quickly or shoot as accurately and that women were twice as likely as men to suffer combat injuries. So this study of the Marines said, look, if you want uh, to put women into combat units, keep in mind that they don't move as quickly, they don't, don't shoot as accurately, and that they suffer twice as many combat injuries. That's cruelty. To put that's cruelty to men and to women to put to integrate like this, but that's what critical theory does. In 2015, again, on down in the article near the end of a second term, 
President Obama initiated a change to the Pentagon's long-standing policy on transgender individuals in the military. Before that change could take effect, the incoming Trump administration put a hold on it. Uh, subsequent evidence presented to Secretary, Secretary of Defense James Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, who's uh, iffy, including the fact that transgender individuals suffering from gender dysphoria attempt suicide and experience severe anxiety at nine times the rate of the general population, but critical race theory and these woke uh, generals and the the woke uh, leaders over them are saying, put transgenders in the military. It's insanity. Well, the very fact that they're they're uh, they're changing the requirements for basic training uh, is 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 dangerous. I mean, lives mm-hmm. could you know uh, are in danger because of uh, the. the uh, the members of our military didn't receive, uh, you know, proper training. They're watering it down. Exactly. Yeah. They're watering it down. And my boy's in the Army, and uh, uh, he'll, he'll tell you what's going on. But it's, it's frightening, the, the preparedness. What we're doing to these boys in, in the military, not preparing them because of critical race theory, because of, of Marxist ideas yeah. that are infiltrating the, the military, and it's happening – at a just, I mean, it's not just the military; it's West Point. And when I when I got this article that I'm reading from, "The Rise of Wokeness in the Military" by Thomas Spoer, uh, S P O E H R. You can Google it; it's an Imprimus article. When I got it, I started I started uh, sending it out to people I knew in the military. I sent it to my boy in the military. Uh, I sent it to a uh, friend of mine from high school who graduated West Point. I'm sending it to uh, as many people as I can. And you know what? Most of them, the military veterans and the West Pointers knew what was happening. I sent it to uh, a couple that I know in Wirt County whose son is at West Point. And uh, I don't think they knew as much. And they were like, whoa. Uh, this is, this is, it, it's really bad. Everything is being changed. Propaganda is being taught. America is not good. America is a, uh, a race, a racist na- nation. That candy book you're talking about, Ibram X. Candy, um, on, uh, what anti-racism is about, about how it's, uh, racism is, is embedded and baked into everything, and only white people can be white racist, and that we're the oppressors, and everybody else is the oppressed, the model of Marxism. Well, you know, it's interesting that uh, a, a very gifted Christian speaker who's very popular today, uh, Vody Bauckham, who is a black man, mm-hmm. is, is uh, teaching or in, in speaking about CRT, about how dangerous it is as yes. a teaching. And, and he says this, this is his words, not mine, quote, racism is normative, meaning that is everywhere, uh, or, uh, um, it, and it is unavoidable. Well, the truth of the matter is, is what he's touching on is what the Bible has always taught, that racism, although not condoned in within Christian circles, is... It's part of the human, it's a human problem. We are sinners. Yeah. You know, we are all sinners, and uh, the very fact that uh, that we're seeing these things 
uh, it just uh, emphasizes the fact that none of us is righteous in the eyes of our Creator God. So Karl Marx, uh, Karl Marx grew up under a uh, in a Jewish family whose father uh, converted to, to Lutheranism. And then Karl Marx in college became a radical and left God, became an atheist, and and he was he was not for sure a Satanist because there is no evidence or writings that that, that we have that says that where he says, "Hey, I'm a Satanist." But he he was a poet, and much of his poetry he wrote uh, to or about. Satan. So here's here's one little paragraph out of a long poet poem, and he was brilliant. Keep in mind he was the he was the grandson and the son uh, grandson of a famous rabbi, and he was brilliant, obviously. But uh, he was a he was an evil man. He he uh, he treated his his family like garbage. He treated his friends like garbage. Everybody was was. Uh, kind of afraid of him because of a he, he just had a an, an evil aura about him and 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 uh, uh, so here's one paragraph out of a poem that he wrote uh, because of a uh, time I don't have to read the whole time to read the whole thing but he says thus heaven I've forfeited I know it full well my my soul once true to God is chosen for hell and that's not a one-time thing that he wrote here he that was a a common theme that he would write poetry of hell and to the devil and so on two of his daughters one of them for sure died uh, with her husband in a suicide pact and the other daughter probably did this is uh this is the kind of this is the kind of man that he was and the influence he had well you know it's it, it Karl Marx did his hero was satan himself and interestingly the, the 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 fruit of the tree of marxism uh made its way to a man here in america named saul alinsky yeah. saul alinsky years ago wrote a book rules for radicals which many of our progressive uh politicians today have embraced and in the uh, dedication on the dedication page of that book, Saul Alinsky dedicated his book to Satan himself. Yeah. So Saul Alinsky was a Marxist and an atheist, which kind of shows you that connection between uh, uh, you know, the fruit of Marxism. So one of Marx's biography biographers. This is a, not a conservative guy. This is a guy named Robert Payne, who who was known as a liberal, but he was he was objective. He said, uh, "I'm quoting Robert Payne from my book, uh, uh, The Devil and Karl Marx." He, uh, Payne said there were times when Marx seemed to be possessed by demons, and the demons in his groundbreaking uh, uh, seminal uh, 1968 biography of Marx, he named. Uh, he, he named a chapter in his book the demons and that uh, he says that he can affirm that Marx was an atheist and that uh, uh, some would be more inclined to say that Marx was possessed 
rather than a Satanist, as Payne speculates. But the, it, it seems to me when you write a book that has worldwide uh, ramifications and influence, like Communist Manifesto, that, that's a demonic influence. Something demonic is going on there, and uh, the unclean spirits are, are uh, were, had to have been banging around in his head. Uh, let me just, one more quote here. Far too many people, however, separate Marx the man from the evils ushered in by Marxism. That's a grave mistake, the author of uh, Devil, the Devil and Karl Marx says. Karl Marx wrote not only about the hell that was communism, but about hell itself. In some such cases, Marx portrayed himself as chosen for hell or chose hell for himself. In still other cases, he, in the role of the master of hell, consigned others to it. Quote, thus heaven I forfeited, I know it full well, the quote that I just that I just uh, read to you. So Karl Marx wrote about hell and uh, wrote and his work uh, brought hell on earth for hundreds of a hundred plus million people. Well, you know, the the uh, the one uh, quote that has been widely circulated and uh, of Karl Marx that most people have heard uh, was actually uh, coined back in 1875 in which he said from each according to his ability Mm -hmm. to each according to his need that right there is the credo of our modern socialism and communism you know our young people have this fascination with socialism yes not really understanding uh you know, it's it's history and it's uh, it's fruits. Yeah, I, I think, that, and that's a very important point, and that's why I wanted to talk about Marx on the radio today, so people understand uh, socialism has its is from Marx, communism is from Marx, and it is a it is a death doctrine, and it is evil, and critical race theory is Marxism. That's what it is. Uh, so, all right, so enough of that. We will bring that back uh, from time to time just because it's it's uh, it's breeding and spreading all over the country, this critical race theory and critical theory in general. All right, we're going to come back in a minute with our book segment to finish out the show. You're listening to Voice of Truth Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, Brian Leversey, my co-host. He's in Israel, checking out the red heifers over in Israel. All right, so we're going to do the book segment. And Mark Deller and I always, uh, when we have him, uh, when we bring him in, when I bring him in when Pastor's not here, we talk about books. So my book that I'm currently reading, I've got two I'm reading, but uh, one of them is called The Devil and Karl Marx that I talked about in the last segment I read from. A guy named Paul Kangor, K-E-N-G-O-R, uh, a professor at Grove City College. And I'm 60 pages into it, and I highly recommend so far what I've read. Your turn. Well, I've, uh, 
Uh, I just uh, I just finished up a, a book here just recently, uh, uh, a, a history book written by a uh, modern history book or in ri- a history book written in modern times by Brian Kilmeade, which was a oh, okay. Fox uh, News contributor. Sure. Uh, Three Days at the Brink, and it, it talks about the Yalta Conference uh, in, during World War II, at, toward the end of World War II, about how uh, uh, Eastern Europe was being formulated. You know, under the communist uh, uh, Soviet bloc at Yalta, and and some of the uh, the uh, backdoor intricacies of uh, of of that meeting. Very good. Uh, yeah, I like Kilmeade. Uh, speaking of authors on Fox, I never do this. Rarely do I do this, but I was listening to Pete Hegseth who's on Fox. You might know him. He's a military hero. Yeah, we just had lunch last week. Did you? <laughs> And he was on, I forget what show it was, but this was, uh, I always mark the date I bought. This is back in June. And uh, he, he wrote a book with a guy named David Goodwin, who's a classical Christian educator. And the book's called Battle for the Amer- American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. He talks a lot about the Frankfurt School and the Marxist uh, Frankfurt School that came to America and the influence of them and John Dewey and what they've done to our education system and and what we need to get back to in education in terms of the, the uh, classical Christian education, which is growing exponentially, like homeschooling, growing uh, up to 5 million uh, homeschoolers in America now, and uh, Christian schools and so on are really, really exploding, especially as, uh, as parents have been seeing some of the things taught in our public schools. Well, I just uh, I just uh, finished a book here just recently. Uh, it's it's not as high and, and lofty and intellectual as some of the things you're reading. Actually, I, I, I the, the the cover I didn't caught my ca- ca- caught my eye, and I thought it would be a fun read. It was uh, it was the uh, a biography on Charlton Heston, which was very <laughs> interesting because you know he uh, the uh, you know he talked about uh, uh, you know I mean Charlton Heston's famous for portraying Moses in yeah. the in the classic movie Ten Commandments. You know, what was it like to go through life? And he did that relatively early in his career. Yes. Yeah, so. And so he always carried that, you know, about oh, this is Moses. He was also played Ben Hur and then but uh, toward the end of the book the the thing that kind of fascinated me was uh uh where his uh, stand with the uh the uh, NRA and and guns. Yeah, uh, he was one of the good guys in Hollywood. All right, so we got 30 seconds left. My last one, I'm reading a book by Stephen McDowell, a Christian author called Stewarding the Earth, a Biblical View of Economics. And anything by Stephen McDowell of Providence Foundation is always excellent. Tw- uh, 12 seconds, MRD. Uh, well, I, I just, uh, I'm reading a book now on the uh, coming economic uh, uh, collapse. And we'll finish with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks to Tim and Mark Dallard for coming in and being on the Voice of Truth radio show. God bless you folks. Thanks for tuning in. I-